Are you feeling a little stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life and work right now? And you wish that somehow things could be different for you in 2023, but you've got no idea how to make that change happen or if it's even possible. Well, my friend, I believe that whatever change you're ready for is ready for you. And in this episode of the More Than a Pastor show, I want to share three steps that you can take to help you find more fulfillment in your life and ministry in 2023. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the More Than a Pastor show. I'm Rich Avery, your host. This is where we help you take your skills, experience, and ministry know-how and leverage them into sustainable income outside the church through a business or side hustle that's right for you so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. If you're not sure where to start or even if starting a business or side hustle is right for you, I'd love to help you find clarity on that so you can get started on your path today. Why don't you download my free 10-page assessment guide? It's called How to Know If Starting a Business is Right for You, and in it you'll find the 12 signs that you just might be right and ready to start your own business, and you'll learn the three most important things every pastor needs to build and grow a successful business today. You can get those uh, that download for free at morethanapastor.com slash biz. That's morethanapastor.com slash B-I-Z. Thanks for joining me today. I'm really glad that you're here. If you're new to the show, you can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some free resources to help you grow your income and build financial security over at my website, morethanapastor.com slash 40 for episode 40. Have you ever lost a Christmas gift that you received and you didn't realize it was lost until sometime later? Or you accidentally left a gift under the tree and it wasn't discovered until long after all the other gifts had been opened? Well, something like that happened in our family last Christmas. My wife and I don't often give ourselves specific gifts for Christmas. We typically buy what we need when we need it. And sometimes we might give ourselves the gift, quote unquote, of a new appliance or some home repair or project. But in 2021, despite having just paid $6,000 in car repairs, $1,800 for a new water heater, and $250 to replace the thermostat in our oven, all right before the holidays, we decided to give each other a Christmas gift. Well, my wife gave me an awesome gift, a wonderful weekend staycation. She thought I would really love it if we could go out to eat uh, all our meals at a different restaurant, maybe new restaurants we hadn't been to before or restaurants we haven't been to in a really long time, and that we could take in some shows or go to some sporting events or do some other activities in our community. And so she was right. That was just a perfect gift for me. I love to eat out. I love to go to events and activities. So uh, this past January, we used that, um, that gift, that staycation weekend, and we just had a wonderful time together. Well, I gave her a gift card to a local nail salon. Yeah, I know. Her gift definitely was worth more, had a lot more financial value to it than my gift did. But hear me out. The thing is, my wife 
she enjoys getting her nails done a lot. She'll do it a couple of times a year, though, if we're like planning a trip to Florida or maybe at the beginning of summer or if we're going to some uh, outdoor event or a wedding where people are going to see her fingernails or her toenails. So she, she loves to get it done, but she only does it a couple of times a year and she hates to spend the money on it herself. So she'd rather receive it as a gift than to spend the money on herself. So I thought I was doing pretty good to get her this kind of a gift for Christmas. I don't know, do you have anyone like that in your life where they hate to spend money on themselves, but they love it if someone else gets something for them? So anyway, I thought that this gift card would be the perfect gift for my wife. And it was. She really enjoyed receiving it. She was super excited about it, and she was beginning to plan and strategize, okay, when should I go and use it? Uh, What event or activity do we have coming up where it would make sense for her to get her nails done? But then a few days later, we discovered that we had a problem. That gift card that I gave my wife for the nail salon was nowhere to be found. We looked everywhere. We looked in the usual spots where we keep coupons and gift certificates and gift cards and things like that. It wasn't there. We looked in other places where maybe it could have been piled or stacked or slipped in uh, with some other papers or like with our bills or a checkbook or things like that. It wasn't there. We started to turn the house upside down and we couldn't find that gift card anywhere. It's been over a year now and we've never found that gift card. My guess is it probably got mixed up with all the wrapping paper and the packaging from all the other gifts that our kids had opened on Christmas morning, and somehow it accidentally got tossed in the trash. Yeah, my gift to my wife probably tossed in the trash. That gift I gave with the best of intentions, and I knew my wife would like it, and she was so happy to have received it. But then somehow that gift and the enjoyment of it disappeared. Life is like that sometimes, isn't it? And if we're honest, our work as pastors is like that sometimes too. Things can start out great, full of excitement and meaning and purpose. And then somehow over time, that all gets lost. The luster fades off, it fades away. And then we can feel stuck at times and frustrated that we're not where we thought we'd be by now. We can feel broke because of insufficient pastoral salary and increasing financial pressures like the rising prices that are being caused by the inflation we're experiencing right now here in America. We can feel unfulfilled because we know we've got more that we want to give but we're just not able to tap into it right now in our current ministry position. And then there's that great resignation going on. And why is it that so many Americans are quitting their jobs in search of something different? I read recently a survey that said 25 to 30% of Americans want to make a change in their employment in 2023. What if that's the same for pastors too? Pastors, we have the greatest calling in the world, right? And yet many times we feel stuck or broke or unfulfilled. 
Well, I think one reason why is that we've lost or forgotten a wonderful gift that God has given us. And we finally come to a point in our lives where we're desperate enough to find it again. What is that gift? Well, Solomon or Coalette mentions it a couple of times in the book of Ecclesiastes, in chapters two and three. And I'll paraphrase it here, that each person would find pleasure in their work. This is a gift from God. And if you don't like the word pleasure, we can substitute the words like satisfaction or joy or fulfillment, that each person finds joy and satisfaction and fulfillment in their work. This is a gift from God. So if we're not experiencing this pleasure or satisfaction or joy or fulfillment that God has for us in our work, I think it's important for us to ask, what am I missing? Am I not seeing my work the right way? Am I not having the right perspective? Or am I not doing it the right way? Am I not having the right experience? It's interesting to me how the church can be wonderfully organic and life-giving in one moment, and then how it can become corporate and suck the life out of us the next. How we have a tendency to want to grow our church and make it all that it can be, but then it becomes so big that it can control us and dominate us and dictate how things should be done. How we can design buildings and structures to help us accomplish our mission, and then how those buildings and structures start to dictate what we do and how we do it. It's interesting to me how our desire to serve God and others can be so good and beautiful, but then it can become unhealthy and it can drive us to do it all and to get overwhelmed and overworked. And how we can preach about the fulfilling life that God wants everyone to experience and enjoy, and yet how we can struggle to ever try to find it for ourselves. And sometimes it's not that things are really so bad. It's just that we know they're not where we want them to be. But we have no idea how they could ever change with the leadership we have right now and the expectations they've placed on us or the expectations that they've allowed us to place on ourselves. And now we're not in a healthy place anymore. And I think that's why many pastors want to leave, thinking that it's easier to start over somewhere new than to try to make the changes that we could possibly make here to make our experience here and now better. So if your job or your ministry or vocation is not feeling like the gift from God that it should be, let me ask you, what if you're doing it wrong? And what if there is a way that you can recapture that gift without quitting, without moving to a different church, and without getting out of the ministry altogether? I think it's easy to understand why many American workers are leaving their jobs in record numbers. The pandemic has awakened within them a new sense of empowerment, and they're realizing that life is too short, and they want to make a bigger difference somewhere else, or they want to work with people who aren't a-holes, pardon my French, or they want to live somewhere warmer or better or whatever it might be. And they recognize that they're unable to affect that change where they are in their current environment because their position doesn't allow them to be able to help facilitate that change. And so they have to go somewhere else. But if you're a pastor, if you're in leadership, 
you're in a place where you can, to some extent, affect the change that needs to be made. But I think you have to believe that it's possible and you have to have the will to do it. So if you're not making the income you need to make, what if you could negotiate a better compensation package from your church? And if you can't get more money from your church, then what if you could negotiate for more time and then take that extra time and create extra income outside the church through a business or a side hustle that's right for you? Or maybe even begin to take steps now toward co-vocational ministry. If you're feeling worn out and you're spent each week and, and, and you just don't have any energy left over, what if you can negotiate and rework your schedule to give yourself more margin? What if you took that Sabbath that you know was so important? What if you empowered more leaders to do the work of the ministry and you found other life-giving hobbies or interests that you could pursue that would, that would fill up your tank each week? If you're tired of all the division and tribalism in your church or denomination, what if you found a way to forge a new path and you could find allies, maybe in other places even, who could encourage you and support you in the changes that you would like to see happen? Now, I know you might be thinking, well, Rich, this is easy for you to say, but you don't know my church or my situation or my family or, or whatever. Well, you're right. I don't know. But it reminds me of a situation that my wife and I were in 26 years ago, shortly after our first child was born. And my wife was in a job she absolutely loved. She was in the administration of a Christian university here in our community, and she worked in the advancement department, which was fundraising and alumni relations. And she had planned to continue to work there after our child was born, but she would, she would go from full-time to part-time, and she would work from home. And the university made it possible for her to do that. And again, this was 26 years ago. Not a lot of people were working from home at the time, and there wasn't internet like we have it today. I mean, they had to uh, pay for and install a new phone line in our home so that she could have a dial-up modem to be able to access the internet so that she could work from home. But after our son was born and after her maternity leave was over, she, she started to go back to work from home for a little bit, but she quickly realized she didn't want to do that anymore. She just wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I know that's not for everybody. It's, maybe it wasn't for you, you and your situation. But for us, that's what she wanted to do. And I was committed to making that possible for her. So she ended up quitting her job. And the problem was just a few months before, I had quit my job, um, my full-time job, to begin to pursue an, uh, a vocation as an, as an urban missionary. And I worked in homeless crisis intervention here in our community and uh, with a ministry that our church supported for many years. And, and by working in that ministry, that really led me into a, a career path, a vocational path of pastoral ministry, but it began there with a homeless crisis intervention. And so I was a missionary and I was beginning to raise support for that. So then I was also looking for different odd jobs. I worked part-time at a Christian radio station here in our community, and that's actually where my wife and I had met. And it was owned by the university that she had worked for as well uh, in this full-time basis. And um, I worked some other, I did some consulting, I did some fundraising consulting and some other things on the side as well. And so we made it work. 
but really the Lord made it work somehow for us. And I remember several women in our small group who were in awe of my wife being able to quit her job because deep down they desired to do the same. And they wanted to stay at home with their children. But for them, it seemed totally impossible. And so they would say to my wife, Candace, you make it sound so easy. Well, to be honest, it wasn't easy at first. It did feel impossible to us as well, until it wasn't. It was impossible until we clarified what we wanted, until we began to believe it was possible, and until we began to take action. And then all of a sudden, it was easy. We took steps that we knew we needed to take. God blessed us and provided for us in ways we never would have imagined. And all of a sudden, the thing that was impossible wasn't impossible. It happened and it became easy, but it was one step at a time. And so, yes, it's true. I may not know you. I may not know your situation, but I do believe that whatever you're ready for is ready for you. And I have a bias toward taking action and figuring things out as I go. And so I believe that if you want to receive God's gift of more fulfillment in your life and work in 2023, there are three steps you can take. And I want to ask these three questions to help you to envision these steps that you can take. Okay, question number one, do you have clarity about what change you want to see happen in your life? What change has to happen for you? in 2023. Get clear about that. Write that down. Question number two, do you believe that change is possible for you, that God would want this for you, and are you ready to receive it? And number three, what steps, what next steps are you reasonably sure that you should take? You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all mapped out month by month, step by step by step by step. You don't even have to have the perfect steps. Just take what you think is reasonably certain for you and see what God does and how he moves and how he provides as you take a step, how he takes a step. If you're not sure what change you want to see happen, if you don't have clarity about that yet or 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 how to even get there, why don't we have a conversation about it and let me help you find the clarity and confidence that you need to take your next best step. You can sign up for a free clarity call with me today at morethanapastor.com slash coaching. Maybe you just need someone to listen, someone who understands because they've been where you are. Maybe you need someone to help you believe that the change you want to see happen is possible. Maybe you need someone to give you permission to live the life you were made for. Let me be that person for you. Let's find time to chat if that's what you would like. It all starts at morethanapastor.com slash coaching. Just imagine with me for a moment, what would life be like for you in 2023 if you could find more freedom and fulfillment in your life and work? What if you had more finances to be able to, to provide more for your family in 2023? What if you could recreate your your work day, your, your church in such a way that it was more life-giving for you and wasn't sucking life out of you? I believe that's possible for you. And I believe that God wants that for you. Why wouldn't he want you to receive this gift of more fulfilling work in 2023? 
So why don't we have this conversation and begin to dream and explore just what that could look like for you. Again, you can sign up for my free coaching call at morethanapastor.com slash coaching. Well, that's it for today's show. Until next time, remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life and ministry. Let's work together and help you create the life, impact, and income that you were made for.